the fashion world. What is it? Sounds unattainable, competitive, but that's not true. We bridge the gap between fashion and business. You're listening to TaylorMade by the New Fashion Society, a podcast tailor-made for you. Welcome to TaylorMade by the New Fashion Society, a podcast specially made for you. My name is Julian, and I am the marketing manager of the New Fashion Society. You'll hear me every week or every episode that we have. And with me today are Lotte and Elaine, two board members who I would like to now get to know. Hi, my name is Lotte. I'm the vice president of the NFS, and this is my second year that I'm part of NFS. And I'm really excited what we're going to do today for the first time. And my name is Lorraine. I am the president of NFS this year. It's also my second year as a member of the New Fashion Society. And I will be one of your co-hosts, guys. Very excited to be here together. So as our first podcast, we wanted to make sure that you get to know what we are about and that we will be introducing topics related to fashion. But we also, by the name itself, TaylorMade, want to make this podcast about catering towards the needs of our audience and what they want and what they need. So since this is our first episode, we thought we wanted to chat with just the three of us to know what NFS is about and also for you to get to know us. So now I have three questions that I would like to ask everyone here. So what is your favorite fashion trend right now? Do we have to stick to one? Can we give more than one? Picking one's very hard. I think you can do, yeah, you know, more than one is perfect. I'd say, I think the bit, my favorite of all times would be like pastel colors. It's just so, so much happiness. It's fresh. It's like colorful, but not too much. So not everyone's looking at you, but at the same time, you know, it's not only black and white. So definitely pastel colors. And also I like the whole leisure wear or like loungewear trend that came up with the whole corona and lockdown situation it's so nice to be able to go to uni or go do your groceries wearing sweatpants and not having to feel bad about it yeah exactly getting that approval right now yeah, yeah right exactly. it doesn't feel like everything needs to be so serious anymore to be honest. no exactly mm-hmm. plus you can do really decent outfits with sweatpants or like sweaters or whatever like it's I mean, really easy to do cute outfits with it yeah just put like an oversized coat and no one sees is it even like just dress right? it up yeah i love that even i don't have it but i love it <laughs> even with a white shirt or something like it's so no. easy yeah exactly no i agree with you on that also with the i actually like more neon colors i think that's also coming up right now especially mm-hmm. for this like summer i actually like that better maybe than pastels like it just pops more which I like. And I actually, like, in general, I think there are no really specific trends anymore. Yeah, as for me, I think that my favorite fashion trend is kind of like what Lotte was saying as well, that there are no longer any fashion trends. You kind of choose what you want. And it's just, it feels very relaxed right now to just be trendy. It doesn't feel like you have to, like, I don't know, have this or that item, which maybe a few years ago in the entire logo mania that was going on. It felt like you needed to have like a saddlebag from Dior or like something like that. But now I think also because of Corona, I think it also is a bit more relaxed and we can all do our own thing. And it's not about showing off, but about kind of 
being comfortable being yourself in the way that you can so yeah yeah exactly do you have it's so true though yeah um sorry no do you have the saddlebag of dior <laughs> i wanted <laughs> it along with that trend yeah. i really wanted yeah. it but it's just unbelievably expensive so um, it is yeah. yeah i never thought about what you said but it's actually so true it, there's not like one item that everyone needs to have right now i mean not anymore yeah. i never thought of that yeah so this that's my favorite trend yeah exactly it's just like it's comfortable to live you know? yeah 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 okay so what about what our favorite brand is right now mm, that's a hard one it's yeah. a very difficult one maybe we can go about it like what's your favorite brand of all time and what is a very contemporary brand that you like mm-hmm. so. still a very hard one <laughs> to answer um Hell, yeah i i feel i don't know if you know the brands, it's called Fabienne Chapeau. It has like those really like colorful prints and I don't know, it just has a very specific style. Even though I just own one thing, I think, but I really like it. And yeah, I think that's my most favorite one for like more the, yeah, the, the outstanding clothing like that I have, the more special pieces. That's nice. What about you, Lorraine? I don't know. I'm re- really not the type of person that usually has one favorite because I like so much st- stuff that's so different from like, you know, one another. That it's so hard to just pick one. But if there's one brand, like if I had the money, I would buy from this brand. It's called uh, Lyrica Matoshi. And it's, I think, a brand from New York. And they do very cute dresses like a lot of sheer dresses with super cute prints like hearts daisies or like little clouds on it there's a lot of um pictures of those brands on instagram usually on like the i don't know like the buddies account or like the outfit goals account they post a lot of pictures of that brand it's super cute but it's very expensive so sadly i haven't tried it yet i don't even know if it's worth it but it's very very cute is it like japanese it, the name sounds Japanese, but it's yeah. a brand from New York. So maybe, okay. I don't know if the designer or the owner, maybe she's Japanese. That makes me really so curious. I'm so curious should... what it looks like now. Maybe, uh, maybe I can show you guys. <laughs> Sorry for the people who won't be able to see. But you but should definitely look it up then. Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you should. Maybe it's we can add it to the show notes and then people can look it up after. Mm-hmm. so they have like a lot of pastels then uh, yes. yeah that's your oh, style yeah. yeah that's for you very cute very girly but also not too much i mean uh, it's everything i like <laughs> very nice i've never heard of it either of the, of the two but it's it's also nice to like listen to other people's and the fact that it's no longer like about like high luxury and all this like five brands that everyone knows Mm, yeah Yeah. but it's more like you like what you like and you know about it and it's fun so yeah Yeah. I mean Instagram Pinterest is like a massive source of inspiration like you can find anything yeah amazing and also because it kind of knows you better than you know yourself you get exactly that like kind of like yeah very stand out to your eye and all that so yeah I mean my what about you Julian. Yeah. 
What, um, I'm so curious. For me, my favorite brand of all time is like Prada. I just, I really just love Prada. Like everything they do is just so conceptual and artsy and edgy that it's like, it's almost unwearable in a way, but I like that, that it's like that. But brands that I can afford maybe, more like, <laughs> like Sandro or Isabel Mont or yeah, very kind of like minimalist Parisian. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of my vibe. That's always good. Yeah, exactly. yeah, neutral colors. Yeah, kind of like the basics, but, you know, a bit elevated in a way. Yeah. But yeah. Also, it sounds a lot like you. Yeah, but you also <laughs> wanted to, like, work for Prada, right? I would love to work for Prada, yeah, yes. I can see you there. <laughs> they have this art foundation in Milan that I, I've always been a fan of. And, like, it's just it's just the, better of, the best of both worlds that I really, really enjoy, like, art and fashion. So it's just something that... I would love to do but we'll see fingers crossed you know that sounds good yeah yeah so moving on to our next question if you could get something tailor-made for you what would it be this is i like, it's more a sort of like personal issue but i never fit any hats that i try on because my hat is just too big and it always says one size you know and yeah. Struggling to put it on. <laughs> I would love if someone would make like a really nice hat for me, like a cowboy kind of look. Yeah, I need mean, it. Would be so, so good on you. Yeah, that'd be so yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. It was always too small, so I just put it, you know, on the top of my hat, which looked like weird. But you know, I was I was hopeful every time, but it never happened. So, <laughs> would love if someone can make that for me. I really wasn't yeah. expecting a hat conversation. Me today, neither. But it's something that, you know, it's always fun to, like, hats is something I think we forget that exists. But yeah. Like, yeah. It's just such a nice accessory. Yeah. What about yeah. I have a couple, but somehow I've never worn them, not a single time. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sleeping in my dressing. <laughs> it happens. More of a yeah. statement piece. So exactly. You need an location for it. Mm. And we don't have many nowadays. Yeah, I mean, there's not many occasions to wear a hat now, like, maybe a beanie in the Netherlands, but that's it. I mean, I would just wear it casually, like, just, I don't know, when I go out. The only problem is the wind, but, you know, I, I've ran. <laughs> time, so I can do that. It's cardio, so it's good for me. Yeah, yeah you, you need something to secure it, you know, yeah, just in case. Exactly. <laughs> And what about you, Lorraine? If you could get something tailor-made, what would it be? It's very different than a hat. The first thing that came to my mind is um, wedding dress. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I don't know why, but in my head, if I had to once in my life get something tailor-made, it would be my wedding dress. Wow, that's awesome. As, yeah, I mean, I know, it's not as if I was planning on getting married anytime soon, nor if I had <laughs> someone to get married to, but I yeah. know that. My, my wedding dress needs to be on point you know like it's exactly. e one day what's your style like what kind of fit um i think it's called mermaid so like close to the body and then it goes like yeah. a bit further away at the end but That's really i mean i've never tried one on so i don't really know what fits me you know 
<laughs> you're still young you're fine yeah i still have the time i just know that exactly. if he doesn't cry when he sees me i'm gonna turn around leave try again <laughs> otherwise we'll just stop it there like there's no point yeah. Yeah. just alter the dress until he cries yeah. exactly <laughs> it's a multi-day event you know <laughs> exactly. obviously nice um how about well, you maybe yeah exactly for me i don't know it's i think for men it's a bit harder to say something to get tailor-made because it's either you get a suit tailor-made or but I don't I'm not a suit wearer I don't really feel like getting a suit so maybe just a nice shirt and a nice pair of pants that just fits perfectly mm -hmm. yeah That's actually cool. denim is something that I find very hard to find fits properly as in like if it's you know like the regular sizes so maybe just a nice pair of like Levi's yeah. 501s, just tailor-made. That would be, yeah. I feel you. Mine. Especially with the whole like online shopping thing. It's so hard to find like, you know, denim or jeans that actually fit you perfectly because you can't try them on. It's such a hustle. Yeah. Okay. I think that has been the first section of our podcast. So for this section, we also want to talk a bit more about who we are and what is NFS. So maybe I'll start like with the history of the New Fashion Society. Lorraine or Lotta, do you know when it was founded or how it came about? It was founded in 2012 by, I think, an IBA student. Uh, but... We don't have a lot of like archives about the, the history of NFS. All I know is that it was used to be mainly focused on luxury, a lot more than it is now. And in the past few years, the previous board have introduced the idea of sustainability and the idea of streetwear. And this year we're also trying to include different type of fashions than European fashion. Yeah, I think that's one of the like biggest changes that has like developed throughout the years maybe also like thinking about collaborations i think that one of the biggest that they started was with louis vuitton back in the days and i think that's one that we're still really proud of and really trying to hold on to i mean that's like that's the name that you want to have on your on your website and that's for sense. sure of course maybe for some context we can tell the audience that nfs is an association from erasmus university of Rotterdam just in case they are not from within our like members. But uh, yeah, it's something that we as board members are very happy to be part of and want to continue to build. Uh, and maybe now we can talk about maybe our year as board members and what our goals are and what kind of drove us to this. Yeah. It's been pretty hectic, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was gonna say. It's been a rocky year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Could you maybe expand a bit on those rocky moments that we've had so far? Well, do we have to mention Corona or is that yeah. like implied in anything <laughs> we could say about this year? <laughs> I think it's a given, but maybe we can talk about how we dealt with it. 
I mean, I think maybe the hardest part of Corona was keeping motivation up. Because when your members don't meet, it's very hard to make a team feeling. But also when your events get cancelled one after the other, it's quite difficult to keep people within the association and make them believe that the work they're doing is actually useful in some ways. But I think maybe now we're starting to see the end of the tunnel and we had the first event that happened. I mean, despite the whole academic events that we're all already organizing the whole year, maybe with, I don't know, spring, April vaccination, we'll have a more normal end of the year, but I don't know how much I believe that. No, I mean, I feel like the positive attitude that we had from the beginning really helped us instill trying to make something of this year you know I mean we still had our events or we're still trying to organize the events and I think they're going to be really great so yeah. I mean I'm still excited for what we're doing even though it seems like corona is messing up a lot also for our members but yeah I feel like yeah. we're, we're still positive and we're still nailing it in that sense yeah, it's hard to find the sorry sorry go ahead no I was just going to say definitely and that yeah, it's, uh, I think it's also something that we can pat ourselves on the back for, just the fact that we've stayed motivated and try mm -hmm. to keep going through the entire corona crisis. So, yeah. For well, sure. What were you going to say, Elaine? I was going to say that it's hard to find the limit or like the border between being very optimistic and be being in denial, you know? I feel like also us as a board, it's been very hard to accept the fact that, well, maybe we won't have any offline event this year, but we still keep on believing that, you know, maybe it might happen because if you don't, well, there's no hope and you're, you're just going to give up. But it's also, I think, frustrating for people that see us keep on trying when they know that eventually it might not happen. Yeah, yeah. I would say like, especially credits to our team members who tried to keep us <laughs> on the ground and yes <laughs> be like dude that's not possible like we we could have like i don't know saw the scene that ourselves but we didn't so it's good that they told us yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and also definitely we like in a way it made us think outside of the box and we even definitely. got collaborations that we couldn't we could not have gotten other years. yeah definitely yeah so i think it even for the i mean it's very sucky in many ways but I think it has some positives that you know it could um give us a new perspective on a few things so yeah I, I, I think we're all looking forward to what we are coming up with in the next few months yeah. so definitely yeah there are um, great things coming guys you should like, keep on checking us out definitely so you can <laughs> check out our Instagram or check out our website it's at the new fashion society for both of them so definitely definitely check instagram instagram exactly. is worth it <laughs> mm, maybe now we can talk about like what our goals were to become part of nfs what we saw in it that um made us attracted to it and wanted personal to goals yeah maybe just more personal mm, lotte do you want to start goals yeah maybe just more personal Mm, lotte do you want to start <laughs> need to figure this out i mean like the do you mean like the very reason why i wanted to become and like a member or like a board member or what are we focusing on guys <laughs> i think just take it as as, as you want you know like 
I, I mean, like, why would you not join NFS? It's like the only fashion thing <laughs> at Erasmus. That was my main motivation. I was like, I want to do something with fashion. This is it. Like, it's really networking and just getting to know brands and yeah, and meeting a lot of nice people who have the same interests, which is obviously great. And I mean, I, I sticked around for another year. So, you know, <laughs> it, it was great and it's still great. And it's going to be great next year it's also. It's going to be great. Yes. So what about you guys? Why are you struggling? It's, it's <laughs> NFS. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I think um, for me it was that I found about it a bit late in my um, yeah, years at Erasmus. But I, and then the timing didn't work for some times because I went on exchange or stuff like that. But then at the end of the day, I ended up becoming a board member by kind of like chance, which was a very fun uh, opportunity, I would say. So yeah, it's just definitely like the networking, the fact that you're around like-minded people who also like fashion and who see the value in it. Because sometimes I feel like people think fashion is quite, I don't know, frivolous and superficial, but I think there's so much more to fashion that uh, just being around people who care about it is always nice. So yeah, that's kind of my reason for it. But. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's also quite similar. As Lotte said, well, if you want to do anything fashion related in Erasmus, you don't really have another choice than to, to join NFS. And I really, really wanted to see how is the fashion industry from the inside. I wanted to see the backstage. I wanted to see how it was to work there because I think what you see from the outside and how it actually is is so different. And I've always wanted to work in fashion. So I always thought maybe it's good to check out that it's actually something that you like before deciding to spend your whole career in it. Yeah, exactly. It's actually so much more fun than I thought it would be. I really, really like the members and like the, the whole vibe at NFS. I feel like this year it's very welcome-ish and cozy. So because we're not too big, but we're not too small either. So it's a good compromise. Yeah, it feels like a little family in a way. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like also because everyone likes the same thing as a basis. It feels like we already have something in common with everyone. Yeah, exactly. And it's really nice also like the practical experience you get, not only with like organizing events, but also like how to contact companies, calling, just yeah, finances, you know. Yeah, definitely. Maybe now we can talk about those kinds of things, like what kind of skills are we gaining through NFS and it's the contact that is valuable or what do you find valuable in NFS as a you know, young professional or soon to be? Well, I feel like a, as a board, we learn obviously more than as a regular committee member, like being a board member is so much I mean, it's, it's learning all the time, basically, because I don't know about you guys, but it, it is my first board position. And it's the first time you're put in a role where you're the one that makes all the decisions. There's no one on top of you to tell you what to do. So yeah, it's continuous learning, but also self-confidence, how to handle a team, how to keep your team motivated. What do you do in a time of crisis? What do you do when things don't happen the way you wanted them to? how to deal with the budget. I mean, it's everything you might be, um, you might have to face once you start working. So it's definitely a good, a good thing to do a board year, I recommend guys, especially at NFS. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I mean, like I wasn't studying anything business related. So being the 
BP was very life-changing for me in that sense with all the knowledge that I gained um but yeah I feel like it really helped me just to like especially sending out emails to companies because I'm also doing that in my internship right now and they were impressed by the kind of emails that I sent and I was like you know that's because of NFS like I had practice so that was really nice to hear too yeah it feels like we're serious like professionals, but we're also yeah. very young at the same time. <laughs> exactly. So it yeah, it is kind of like a jump into like a pool in a way that is like you don't really know how to do it, but you figure it out well. Exactly. It. And it it's just I think that is the most valuable thing out of a board year as well. So yeah, yeah it's the hands-on experience, definitely. Yeah. Like it's nothing you learn in a book. It's Definitely. just like by doing it, making mistakes, but you're making mistakes at a small scale. So at the end, it doesn't matter so much. Yes. But still, you don't want to screw things up and you want to do things correctly, you know? Yeah. I mean, from, you know, finances should be good. Otherwise, we're bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel a lot of pressure right now, but um, we'll be fine. <laughs> You've been but doing I, a good job. Exactly. Good. <laughs> We've been doing all right so far. Yeah. So. Okay, good. Definitely. Okay, I think those were kind of like the things that we had to discuss for, yeah, contextualizing what NFS is. So we can now move on to our next section. So now we're going to answer some questions from our Instagram. It is a part of our podcast that we will try to include as much as we can so that we also get to hear your ideas and share our thoughts on those ideas. So where would we like to start? So the first question we got is where to shop slow fashion in Rotterdam? I don't know if you guys have any ideas. I mean, um, I think slow fashion, I know more like uh, thrift stores. So I guess that's more like the circular part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's Deer Hunter by Pitititit. Uh That's kind of like the more upscale thrift store in the city. It's really nice because they really curate what they pick. Um, but then if you want really, really cheap, like shirts or polos or things like that, you can go to cheap fashion, uh, in the main, main? yeah, in the main. So that one's definitely a, like a must if you're looking for like 10 euro things and also very good, like denim, uh, jackets. Uh, so those are my takes on that. I'm not sure about the rest. I mean, like in general. Um, I know that like slow brands are like G-Star, you know? So if you want to get like a, a good jeans that is also a bit more sustainable, I would say go there. But I don't know if there is a store in Rotterdam. I I mean, I guess it's pretty popular, right? Mm-hmm. G-Star? Yeah, I think there's one. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, like that's way out of our like range in, in regards to prices. But Philippe K is really sustainable and really beautiful yes but you know (laughs) if you ever want to invest in slow fashion go there that's a really good one (laughs) exactly maybe now we can since we're talking about brands and stuff like that we can just another question that we got was what are some of our favorite stores and brands just in general so brands we already kind of answered yeah yeah maybe some stores here in the Netherlands or where do you get your fashion here in the Netherlands guys I mean it's like a a, a, you are oh I'm not 
I really don't like online shopping. No, personally. it's so difficult. Yes, it's very hard. Like, how do you know what fits? The thing is, I don't like online shopping, but I don't like offline shopping either because you need to wait. And there's so many people and everyone screams. And <laughs> I just like doing my stuff online. I return it if it doesn't fit. But usually I don't buy so many clothes, to be honest. I'm more the type of person that I still have some sweaters that I bought six years ago and I still wear them. What? How is that even possible? <laughs> How is that not possible? <laughs> I mean, first of all, six years ago, I was like really tiny, but so I don't fit those clothes anymore. <laughs> but I mean, I love like just shopping in general. <laughs> I like to buy new stuff. Yeah. Same. It gives me like a rush to get yeah. something that I really like. Exactly. And also just the ritual of like walking around town and see what maybe like catches your eye. And then you're like, oh, let me try this on. And then it fits perfectly. And then you buy it. And then it's just like kind of like a love story. Just in one Yeah. Day. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's better than a love story. It's like the perfect match. Exactly. Yeah. I usually do feel guilty though. There's always a part of me when I buy new clothes that feels like I shouldn't have, you know? I mean, my bank account feels guilty, but I don't because I look good. <laughs> Same. Exactly. I mean, yeah, my problem is I would say that I always want to buy an outfit. So I can't just buy a jeans or a top. I always want to buy like the whole outfit together because I look yeah. for outfits when I'm shopping. So that's, yeah, it's inconvenient, but also nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has rotation. Your closet has yeah, a lot of rotation. So exactly. But yeah, I mean, if you want to like more a Parisian style, I think, do you know another stories? It's like a, a sister, yeah. like yeah. H&M, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like their style and just, yeah, that they have like the different ateliers, like in LA, I think, in Paris and, oh, I don't know, Copenhagen maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's really nice, like different styles and just also aesthetically really pleasing with like the colors. Yes. <laughs> Really, so really you good. should definitely go there. Is there one here in Rotterdam or in Amsterdam? There's one in Amsterdam. Right? Exactly. <laughs> do you want to come and visit? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely go. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice. You yeah. can do a shopping day. Exactly. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. In Rotterdam, I mean, I've never bought anything from there, but I like Nishi. It's very mm. cute, very oh, yeah. different. And yeah, I mean, I like the Asian culture also. So it's obviously a store that I'm going to like, but I like the whole vibe of the shop in general. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also, it's very well curated and like, it's like the quality of the things are very, it's very high. And everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We also got another question that is asking if we know any fashion gossip, like new collaborations, any juicy scoops. I don't know if there's anything come to mind, guys. But what we're doing in NFS, I don't know how I much we're allowed to disclose. Mm -hmm. I just I know it starts with an H and it's French, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good that's one. Good. Yes, Maybe yes. you guys are going to have to stick with that, but yeah. that's actually a good, a good clue. Yeah. A very good clue. Also very juicy. Very yes. Juicy. yes. We're very excited too. Yeah. To share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we told you guys check instagram you'll see everything coming in due time exactly so that's gonna be fun to announce and Is there anything else actually i don't think so or yeah maybe but i think we already did the big scoop of erasmus fashion week that we will be hosting this year yes. 
Yeah, definitely. It's our first fashion week, so it's the first time that we're doing this. But we're very yeah. excited, and we're already putting a lot of effort into it, I think. So. Yeah, it's the first time NFS is going to be in the spotlight for so long, and I really hope that people are going to like the idea and join. Our last question is, um, do you guys have any tips on how to navigate around online fashion events? And we have mm -hmm. two sides for it, marketing and production. So Navigating, does that mean organizing fashion events i think so since they're asking about kind of like both marketing and the yeah side. okay so i mean i myself can speak from the marketing side and mm -hmm. i think for us it's mostly like the get creating a connection even if people cannot physically attend um an event it's just a matter of like seeing what the base of the event is so if it's about sustainability or inclusivity really making it about that and the valuable knowledge that people can gain from it. And the fact that even if it's not physical, we're doing our best to really get people who know what they're doing and who are passionate about what they're doing. So that just transfers the information a bit better. So that is from the marketing side. So mm, if I can speak a bit about the production side, I would be the biggest word is flexibility because you don't know when things are going to change, what the regulations are going to be in two weeks. And if you have a venue right now, the venue might cancel last minute or even go bankrupt. So the best advice I could give is to have different uh, scenarios that you can run depending on worst case scenario, best case scenario. What are things right now? What can you do right now? And uh, be ready to switch everything and be yeah be ready to change the whole event last minute even the day before or a week before because everyone is a bit slower i would say with the whole online thing it's easy not to respond to an email or even just to miss an email so yeah just flexibility is the biggest advice i could give yeah and also i think like clear communication with everyone involved in the sense that you know what you expect from them and they also know what to expect from you and then handle like a situation right in that sense when it becomes or when you need to be flexible yeah yeah that's what's a good one don't be scared to insist and check your spam box also yeah <laughs> <laughs> always check your spam box yes yes you don't know what might be in there it might be the email you've been waiting for so long <laughs> yeah. exactly if you get anything from this podcast is that you should check your spam box so that was it for this week we hope you guys enjoyed the first installment of NFS TaylorMade. And now Lotte is going to tell us a bit more about our next special guest. Yeah, so for next week, we have uh, Jetske from the brand Akramen. And the brand is a social uh, responsible streetwear label designed in Amsterdam. And it's ethically made in Ghana. And what's also really nice is that she's one of the uh, people who will be exhibiting uh, during the streetwear event, which we will organize. Don't forget to follow us on social media and you actually can buy your tickets for our event with Jetska through our uh, link in our bio on Instagram. And also you can also go through our website and check all the information that we have there. We hope you enjoyed guys. And thank you to Lorraine and Lotte for being here today. Thank you Julian no for hosting and thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. I hope you liked it. See you next week. Thanks, guys.